Welcome to the EO Podcast with Brett Keasley, part of the EO Podcast Network. Hello, my friends. Thanks for listening. My name is Brett Keesling, and as it says on my business cards, I'm a passionate advocate for employee ownership. As we are recording this in early August, it is burning hot all over the United States, and that makes me think of fall when it will be a little bit cooler in temperature. And when I think of fall, I think about the fall forum from the NCO. And for that reason, I'm so happy to be joined by two members of the NCO, Senior Event Director. Jamie Oviedo. Jamie, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Brett. I'm so happy to be here. I am glad that you are here. And we're also joined by a member of the event team and also returning podcast guest, Danielle Clark-Newell. Danielle, welcome back. Hi. Hi, Brett. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Jamie and Danielle, we are going to talk about the Fall Forum, which is being held in September in St. Louis. Jamie, would you like to give us an overview? Absolutely. We are so excited for the return of the Fall Forum. This is the first one since 2019. Very excited, as always, to bring our members and our community back together. It's such a huge driver of our events that we do here at the NCEO. This year's installment of the Fall ESOP Forum will take place in a hybrid format, so you can join us on-site in St. Louis, Missouri, or online. Dates of that event are Monday, September 26th through the 28th. We'll also be doing some pretty creative things about releasing hybrid content the week leading up to the forum as well. We'll talk about that a little later. The NCO has led the way in the ESOP community and in the hybrid format, not just in the employee ownership community, but you know, generally in terms of how to do a hybrid conference, you guys have just, you're evolving but you've done just a really great job of it. Thanks, Brett. Yeah, we're continuing to learn and the best way to serve our members through that. As you said, education is at the forefront of everything that we do. And we always want to make sure that we're staying up to date and serving our members well. So we pretty much have the agenda outlined. We're almost ready to release it. And we're very excited about both the format and the content this year. We're really going to have a mix of, you know, your traditional style lectures that you are used to with the NCEO education that you get at our events. We're also going to have case studies, really hearing from owners, best practices. We're also going to have some small hands-on workshops. We think it's very important that you not only hear some of the best practices, but that you actually have something tangible to take back to your company and put into action right away. We think that that's best heard from employee owners themselves. And so we always try and get as many voices from the employee ownership community as possible at all of these events. So alongside that, you can also expect our pre-forum workshops. Those will take place on the Monday morning leading into the main forum content. The agenda is shaping up really nice this year and very timely as well. I mean, we'll hear about everything from governance issues all the way through inflation-based issues, ESOP plan design, you name it, we have it. I love that and I can't wait. And Danielle, I understand that you can share with us a little bit about how the keynotes will work this year. Yeah, so we're super excited to be welcoming Jack Sack from The Great Game of Business. He'll be our main keynote speaker for the keynote session kicking off on day one in the afternoon. So we're very excited to have him join us. That's great. So Jamie, as we're looking at the hybrid, can you talk a little bit? It used to be all synchronized and the hybrid and the in-person ran together, but I understand you're going to change that up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So like I alluded to earlier, figuring out how content can engage with our members and the best way to serve them. One of the challenges that we're always met with, with the virtual audience being just 
that just virtual is that, and I mean, even when you come to an in-person conference too, as well, Brett, you're still expected to answer your email. You're still expected to do a certain level of work. What we're finding with that too, is that it's very difficult to kind of meet that challenge. And so when you're having, you know, eight, nine hours of content playing and you still have your regular workload, that's very difficult and not really a great experience. So one of the things that we're going to be trying out this year with the conference is running a week long kind of pre-content, if you will, that'll run September 21st through the 23rd, and then additional content running the main forum times as well. So Monday, the 26th through the 28th. But what we're really focusing on is inviting members of the on-site audience as well to log on to the virtual platform and get, say, your ESOP communication basics out of the way, your plan administration basics out of the way, so that you're not spending valuable time, you know, what you could learn before showing up at the forum and then kind of diving into say maybe some of those 201, 301 education topics and also taking advantage of a lot of the networking that we'll have available. Before we get to the networking, and I think Danielle will share with us about that, but Jamie, here's what I love about that opportunity. The conferences, nothing beats them in person. But let me give an example. Episode 209 of the podcast, Albert Del Pilar of Butcher Joseph came on the podcast, and the topic was the effect of interest rates on ESOP valuations, which is the topic he is presenting on. And we shared this at the NCO Fall Forum. But here's the difference, and it's what I love about the, the podcast format, but also the conferences and in person. Albert was able to share the information and I was fortunate enough to ask him questions and that sort of thing. But at the conferences, he's going to share that information, but there's give and take from the audience. There's questions and answers. There's opportunities for the employee owners and their companies to meet the professionals who are the experts and to have that exchange. So if I can just say what I love about the week prior and getting the basic stuff out of the way, you've Go and you get that foundation, if you will. And then when you're at the conference proper, whether in person, hopefully, or even if some of that is online as well, you have the opportunity to meet the experts, but you've already developed that knowledge base a little bit. It really seems to me that you're getting twice the value of the conference than before you did it this way. Well, that's our hope, Brett, is that, yeah, you're really picking up that good educational base and maybe, like you said, forming some questions that really kind of help drive the conversation once you're on site. Some other crossover that we're hoping to do between the two audiences as well is some really fun kind of non-informal educational things as well. We're going to be doing a Coffee with Corey segment in that pre-content week as well. This will be a combination of both, you know, ESOP-driven questions that have been collected from forum attendees prior to the session, and then also maybe some fun ones just to find out, like, why does Corey never wear a tie? Those types of things. Let's see, what else are we going to be doing? Ooh, this is a very fun piece that we put together for our, when we were strictly virtual. I don't know if you got to participate, Brett, but if you didn't, you definitely have to come for that pre-content week. We're going to be doing speed networking. So it's where you get into a Zoom room and we press this random breakout room and who knows who you could meet. It really is such a great fun time in a two to four minute window to meet a lot of people. Jamie, that was cool. And actually, I think it was when the conference was supposed to be in San Diego midst of COVID and suddenly went all online. And I know a whole bunch of us were planning to be in San Diego, but it had to go online. And it's not just the speed networking, 
but there were like six or eight times to do it throughout the day. I mean, it was just really, really cool that in terms of break space, you were there. And it was a great mix from my perspective of some of the small rooms had professional advisors or folks that I knew and met and strangers, if you will, new friends coming in as well. It was just a great combination. Yeah, it just, it it's amazing. Like I said, who you can meet, it ends up being a lot of fun. I love that. And a huge part of the NCEO conference is the networking and there's professional networking. And to be honest, I was a trustee, as you both know, for seven years and you go out and you meet the clients and, and you want to be as helpful as you can. And that's great. There's also the networking among all of the employee owned companies, but the networking takes some planning and some thought behind it. And Danielle, can you tell us about some of the networking opportunities at the fall forum? Thanks, Brett. So as Jamie alluded to a little bit earlier, we'll be having our speed networking amongst other interactive games for some of our virtual attendees the week prior and the, the days leading up to the fall forum. And then also we're going to have our meet and greet mixer event on the pre-conference day, the Monday the 26th from 5 to 7. And our opening cocktail reception will take place the Tuesday, also from 5 to 7. We're really excited for both events. We're expecting a great turnout as we have had in years past. And also we're doing something a little bit different this year for the fall form. We're having our, our annual rooftop luncheon at the 360 rooftop. So it's right on the 26th floor of the Hilton St. Louis ballpark with panoramic views of the city. And we're just super excited and pumped to have everybody come out. That sounds marvelous. That sounds really, really cool. So yes. that's a good segue. Let's talk about the venue itself. And I'm not sure if that's a Jamie or Danielle question, but is the Hilton the the place of the site or where's the conference going to, where's the fall forum yeah. going to be? So the fall forum is actually going to be at the Hilton St. Louis at the ballpark. We'll be using the lobby level and the second floor for some of our breakout rooms, as well as the Archview ballroom for our reception and the grand ballroom for our keynote and other sessions that we have. So besides the facility itself and the Hilton, you know, is a great place to hold a conference generally in, in whatever city you happen to be in, right next to the ballpark is really, really cool. Coincidentally, I'd mentioned Alfred Del Pilar of Butcher Joseph and their office is right in the ballpark complex. What a cool place to have the conference. Yes, that was very strategic from the NCO's end. It's also nice, you know, with travel costs and, and to be honest with you, coming out of COVID, you know, the airlines are challenging and whatnot. St. Louis is smack dab right in the middle of the country. You know, nobody has to have the extra long flights. That seems great. Yeah, so we're, we have folks coming from all over the country, East Coast, on the West Coast. So we took that into account once we booked this hotel in St. Louis. I love that. Jamie, let me just share, and the two of you may not be aware of this, but one of the other things I love about the hybrid opportunity, and I'll be the first to say, go in person if you can go in person. But if you can send more team members, and I'm talking about the employee-owned companies themselves, if you can send more team members by having them participate virtually, you get a lot out of it. Boy, about a month ago, Anne Claire Broughton of Broughton Consulting was on the podcast, and she actually was supposed to record out in Seattle at your conference. And I think a family member had COVID and she couldn't go out in person. So we recorded, but she watched the keynote remotely, and we had talked about it on the podcast. And it's just a reality of the space. The keynote was given in a hall that was really, really big. And if everybody in the conference had been there, it was still really, really this huge, huge room. And so being there in person, you could tell you were in a big room with a lot of chairs. 
and Claire watched it online. And to some extent, the experience was a lot cooler because it was just close up, you know, television, if you will, or that sort of thing with the cameras. So you really do get something out of both experiences, both online and in person. Thanks for mentioning that, Brett. Sometimes I've I've heard feedback from not just our virtual conferences or virtual attendees in that matter, but having attended these types of events myself is that really trying to deliver the same on-site experience is for no, no pun intended, virtually impossible. <laughs> but at the same time, you're right. Like you still can capture the educational essence, which is probably the highest value of what we try to do with our events here. And I, I love that, you know, despite that Anne Claire was unable to travel to the event, that both she was able to experience content as well. She actually was supposed to present at a session and her co-presenter did some really great nods in person to her and acknowledging her and, you know, building her expertise into the session, even though she couldn't be there. So again, like you said, if you can't come on site, still come online, you can have your employee ownership aha moment. And then that being said as well, if you are transitioning out the members of your communication committee, if you are looking to better understand your repurchase obligation or forecasting that into the future, there is something for every employee owner at every juncture, whether you are onboarding and you are three days into your employee ownership journey, you're not even vested yet. Help your employee owners understand what it means to be an owner and watch your productivity spike, watch their understanding spike, watch your culture improve. Again, the online experience is still not formatted perfectly by any means, but I promise you that engaging and learning is still going to be present. Well, and I love that. And it's why I'm not trying to drive people away from personal attendance. But again, to me, that's a great way for companies that, you know, can save on some travel by sending multiple folks, you know, virtually and maybe some time off and, and that sort of thing. But it really is a wonderful experience. And just I just wanted to share, you know, based on what you said, absolutely, you're going to have the great sessions that you always do, and they're going to cover the gamut of topics. But the beauty of being at the conference, is a lot of what goes on in employee-owned companies is, is fact-specific. And you may have a repurchase obligation issue with your company, but the presentation doesn't necessarily address that specifically. The experts are there. They want to talk to you. They want to meet you. And if you have a specific issue, generally folks can narrow it down, whether it's an issue they should ask a trustee or evaluation advisor, or you know whether it's one of the ESOP lawyers. But what a great opportunity to get whatever the questions that they wanted, because again, A, I hate to nerd out, but these are the people that love talking about employee ownership. And if someone has a question, you can get, I know so many of the professional advisors who would love to, you know, share for quite a while, all of their expertise. And it ties into what we had said, take the basics if you need the basics or whatever, look at the content the week before the conference, go to the sessions during the conference, but also don't miss the networking opportunities just to meet people and pick their brains. And the other thing, Jamie, is I think it's really cool that this is the last week of September because Employee Ownership Month is in October 
And what a great way to get fired up and bring employee ownership back to the companies. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Brett. We are all going to do some sort of uh, undetermined at this point kickoff, though, for Employee Ownership Month, some sort of luncheon. Our membership director, Ramona Rodriguez-Brooks, she will be on site and will be leading some sort of all attendee employee ownership kickoff. We're very excited about that. I love that. And, you know, there's that undercurrent, but people are going to undoubtedly, even if it's informally, being sharing what the different companies are doing and, and, you know, supporting Employee Ownership Month. And, you know, just to give them another shout out, I think one of you mentioned the coffee with Corey. Corey's the one who conceived Employee Ownership Month in the early 90s. And there's actually a great story in our podcast. Michael Keeling, who was the longtime head of the ESOP Association, tells the story of Corey coming up with Employee Ownership Month, coming to the ESOP Association and saying, hey, let's do this together. And Michael and team taking a pass. And it still grew into something marvelous. And now all of us obviously celebrate it, but I wanted to acknowledge, and, and it truly is kind of in the community spectrum, if you will. It's just something that we all do now, but that also started with an innovation from Corey Rosen and the NCEO. Yeah, we're very lucky to have Corey in its most simplest form, if that's what it is. Yeah, he's uh, just the wealth of knowledge and yeah, try and do some fun things with him. And he will also be on site at the Volisop Forum. He'll be on site. And I just want to give a shout out. I just saw on social media that sometime around that point, Corey has a new book coming out that's been co-written with John Case, who's a longtime collaborator and colleague of Corey's, but it's called Ownership reinventing capitalism companies and who owns what and what a great opportunity to talk to Corey separate from whatever else he might be doing but but he's got another book coming out and boy just thought leader just scratches the service for titles to use for Corey so that's absolutely great Danielle before we wrap up when you were on the podcast it was to talk about the NCO coordinating and co-sponsoring with the North Carolina Center for Employee Ownership about a session on, is an ESOP right for you? And the reason I bring that up, that happened earlier this summer, but the NCEO is known for the fall forum and the spring conference, but you folks are busy with educational opportunities weekly, monthly throughout the year. Is that right? Yes, that's correct, Brett. And I'm happy to announce that we're bringing back our community conversations, which launches September 7th. At 10 a.m. Pacific, the Community Conversations meeting will be moderated by Corey, and we'll have panelists Matt Pierce from ESCA, Jack Moriarty from Ownership America, Hilary Abel from Project Equity, and Steve Storkin from Employee Ownership Expansion Network. So we're super excited to have everyone segueing away from that, but not too much. We'll be having Corey's book webinar launch event September 20th. So we're just encouraging folks to navigate to nceo.org to learn more about both events and hopefully you'll register and join us. Danielle, that sounds wonderful. And let me just pause for a moment and put on my advocacy hat. And it's it's one of my you know soapboxes. It is so cool and so important that the NCO is providing a forum for the leaders of other organizations to come and collaborate. Because sometimes some folks in the sandbox don't play as nicely as others might. And everybody there coming together, I think is so wonderful. And to be honest with you, it's why the NCO is at the top of my list of EO organizations I love because you bring people together and that benefits all of us. So I think that's a marvelous program. Yes, thank you, but we're really excited. So as we start to wrap up, Jamie, can you share with us, are there registration deadlines, the website, Etc. Can you give us that basic information? Yeah, absolutely. Forum.nceo.org is a great place for you to start. We've got some basic information there. 
all the details about registration, all of the price increases are listed on the register tab. We are going to have a price increase soon. It'll be our final price increase. So if you're looking to save the most money, registering soon is going to be your best bet. Uh, we also have a group pricing structure. So if you're wanting to educate a large group of employee owners, either on site in St. Louis or online, we discount that. And the, the best way to get a discount with us is to be a member. So being a member of the NCEO is going to get you the biggest discount on registration there. We also do have another deadline fast approaching for this event, which is our hotel discount will be ending on August 19th. That block is filling up fast this year, Brett. Those rooms are, they're going really, really quick. This is a a very intimate style education event. And we like to have everybody all in the same location at the same time. Isn't that great? All of the networking and education all happens at the hotel that you're staying at. Makes it very convenient. We have a very big block of rooms. We have negotiated a discount. You can find that information on the location tab of forum.nceo.org. But the deadline for that is August 19th. So if you're thinking about coming on site, make sure that you reserve those hotel rooms before August 19th. That is absolutely great. And I hope that folks will look for Albert Del Pilar while he's out at the Fall Forum. Jesse Tyler of the Owner to Owner podcast and John Swigert of the Praxis Consulting Group are going to be presenting on continuous improvement. And I hope people will check that out. And we're going to be talking about you, you know, no doubt through September, because what you're doing is really, really cool. Danielle, thank you for returning to the podcast. Thank you for everything that you're doing for the NCO that benefits its members and benefits all of us. Thank you so much for coming back today. Thank you, Brett. Thank you so much for having us. Jamie, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Thank you again for everything you did for me in Seattle. Congratulations on being named the senior event director. It's absolutely cool, well-earned, but I'm very grateful for all the work you're doing for all of us. So thank you so much. Likewise, Brett. It's always a pleasure to be here on your podcast and support all the wonderful things that you are doing in the Employee Ownership Network. We are proud to know you and to partner with you. That is so kind. You've made my day. And there's only one group of folks that I appreciate more than the guests who are so supportive. And that's you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening. This is Brett Kiesling. Be well. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook at EO Podcast Network and on Twitter at ESOP Podcast. This podcast has been produced by Brett Kiesling for the EO Podcast Network. Original music composed by Max Kiesling. Branding and marketing by Bitsy Plus Design. And I'm Bitsy McCann.